Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. That's right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're live at the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. Hembo is obnoxious. He's in an Eagles jersey. Nuno was here. He was, I thought, somewhat defensive. I thought his defense mechanisms were up as a giant fan who got beaten down. And then in this hour, we will find out, A, how Bubba is feeling as a Cowboy fan, and most importantly, how he spent last night. Did Bubba make the disgraceful mistake of going to his friend's birthday dinner during a Cowboys playoff game? We'll get answers to all those questions. But first, uh, we just had four games. Let me give you my takes. Greenies takes. All right, so I'm going to give you five takes from this weekend's games, one from each, and then we'll stop down on one of them. And I'm going to take them in the order in which they were played. So we will do the games in the order in which they were played. Number five. The Jaguars lost that game on an interception they dropped. So if you go back in time, when Mahomes gets hurt and he comes out of the game, Chad Henney winds up leading the Chiefs on a 98-yard touchdown drive. That absolutely wins the game. However, early in that drive, still reasonably deep in their own territory, he throws a ball that just goes floating straight up into the air. And one Jaguar defender knocks it away from another. That was a that could have been fair caught. It was such an easy interception. And if they make that pick, they have the ball deep in Kansas City territory. Mahomes is hurting on the sideline. They go in and score and take the lead. I think it is an entirely different game if Jacksonville. And I immediately tweeted, remember that drop. Because Henny then goes down, he the, a drive that will live forever in Chiefs lore if they wind up winning the Super Bowl this year. That would never, and candidly should never, have happened. They dropped an interception, I, I, I almost never say this, that I would have caught. And if they make that pick, I'm not telling you the Jaguars would have won that game, but I think there is a real chance they would have. Do you think the Jags had any clue that Kansas City also has a Hall of Fame tight end? Is, has anyone ever been more open than Travis Kelsey is? He does the same thing on every play. Yeah. He, he had 14 catches on 17 targets. Like, when you're watching at home, you're, you're, you're clenching your fist because it's so obvious what's going to happen, and for some reason, he's never covered. Yeah, that, that release. I mean, we're, we'll, oh. we'll dive into that a little bit this week on, on TV where we can do it with the video, but why, is, why are they letting him get <laughs> off the line of scrimmage like that? You know, he, he's, he is... He's playing in line, and yet they're treating him like he's a receiver. It is a, a a defensive thing. But anyway, the point of it is, all of that notwithstanding, the Jaguars pick off that ball. I think we might be talking about them playing in the AFC Championship at Cincinnati this weekend. Number four. Number four, you're not going to like this one. I'm not as impressed as most people with the Eagles Saturday night. That's not to say I don't think they were magnificent. Obviously, they were. But that was a game in which everything was set up for them. You couldn't, if you're the Giants, you couldn't have walked into a worse situation. We talked a lot about the disadvantage in rest that the Cowboys were facing in San Francisco yesterday. Well, hold on. The Giants played a road game on Sunday and then played another road game, albeit obviously the easiest one in the NFL, the trip from New York to Philadelphia. They also had a short day, uh, a short week, excuse me. They played one last day. The Eagles had even more rest than the 49ers did. They had the bye. The only question was, is Jalen Hurts healthy? 
if Jalen Hurts was healthy, this was set up to be a an absolute blowout, and that's what it was. So the Eagle defense dominating that game against what is still a giant work in progress. Tim Hasselbeck made the point on Friday morning with us on TV. There were two games against Minnesota and one against Detroit. Those are the only three games this year that Daniel Jones threw for 220 yards. That is still an offense that is very much a work in progress because they have no weapons. Minnesota's defense is so bad that we convinced ourselves the Giants had found something in these guys that will not be on the team next year. So, are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? We're going to find out this weekend. But, Hembo, if you can remove your... Well, you're not going to physically remove the Eagles jersey, but if you can remove that from your heart and look at it through somewhat objective eyes... I think that performance, that, that one-sidedness was as much about the circumstance as it was about the Eagles just being that good. Yeah, I, th- I think you have that right. M- my biggest takeaway from this game was, my goodness, the Vikings were frauds. That yeah. was the biggest takeaway. The <laughs> Vikings too. and their defense were the most fraudulent team, unit, uh, at least of any that made the playoffs. It was obvious right away that these teams were obviously different in class. The Eagles did what you're supposed to do against a team like that. They clobbered them. But I don't think anything that we saw on Saturday night is necessarily predictive for next week. Greeny, my top five takeaways from the NFL weekend, taking the games in which the order they were played. Number three. I'm worried about Josh Allen. I will tell you right now. Josh Allen, I want to make it clear what I am saying and what I'm not saying. I'm not saying Josh Allen isn't an outstanding quarterback. I'm not saying he might not win MVP of the league someday. I'm not saying I wouldn't give my right arm for him to be the quarterback of my team. And I'm not saying that they will not win Super Bowls with him. Here's what I am saying. Josh Allen misses Brian Dayball terribly. And I think part of this is that Brian Dayball made Josh Allen better. And someone else is going to have to do it. Mm. Because I will not hear anyone say to me, well, you got to take the bad with the good with Josh. They got freaking dominated yesterday. That was as one, That was in its own way as one-sided as the Philly Giant game was. And I put up a tweet yesterday that everyone, of course, misunderstood, in which I said, what's the last performance that impressive that we've seen in a big game as the one the Bengals put on? And, and people are trusting me. Oh, Greeny, how about last night when the Eagles? That's not what I mean. The Eagles were the much better team last night, yesterday, on the road, in the weather, against an MVP caliber quarterback, against the Super Bowl favorites. A five and a half point underdog went in there and beat the ever living snot out of the Bills. And their quarterback had no answers. This is the same quarterback who kept Miami in the game all by himself the week before and did a lot of that this year. So, again, I want to make it clear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying Josh Allen isn't outstanding. Of course he is. I'm not saying that I wouldn't give anything to have him on my team. Of course I would. But I'm saying that that right this minute there are tiers in the NFL. And there is a tier that Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow are on that as of right this second, I'm not convinced Josh Allen is. There's one more thing I need you to explain to me. And it is why the Buffalo Bills have built a football team to win the Big 12. They were playing in the snow at home yesterday at a decided disadvantage. They were outrushed by more than 100 yards by the visiting team. I, I've not seen a softer performance in the playoffs this year. Am I missing something? No, I, no you're what absolutely right. 
They, 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 we actually said it at the time. The Bills would be better suited by that game in the Dome. Like putting the, putting the next week's game, which now will not happen, in Atlanta in a Dome is actually beneficial to the Bills. Yeah. And you don't want to build that team to play in Orchard Park, New York, for all of the obvious reasons that were on display yesterday when you turned your television on CBS and you couldn't even see Jim Nance. <laughs> and candidly, you couldn't see the Bengals and Tracy and Tony and everybody else because it was a blizzard. Uh, again, Josh Allen's a great player. He also seems like a great kid. I love him. I've been around him a little bit. I, I love everything about Josh Allen. I, I am not here to take apart Josh Allen. But I am here to say that unlike Joe Burrow and unlike Patrick Mahomes, there are some questions. Mm. There are some questions he still has to answer because you don't want your ceiling to be Brett Favre. Like, Favre is is an all-time great. Favre is a, uh, goes without saying, <clears throat> first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the most, um, you know, beloved players in his day, all, all of that stuff. But he also lost you as many big games as he won you. And you don't want to be that guy. Joe Burrows doesn't look like that guy. Mahomes doesn't look like that guy. Allen looks like he's trending towards being that guy. And I don't think that's the guy you want to be. Greeny reminding you that Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it. And that's what getting out there is all about. Nature Valley life happens out there. Let me pause on that. I will give you my top two takeaways coming up next. Plus, we'll get to Bubba's thoughts on the Cowboys. Plus, we'll get to the dinner controversy all that and more. Stay right where you are. We are rolling on a Monday. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Ah, the Dallas Cowboys fans are sad today, including our very own Bubba. Stephen A. Smith, very happy today. I actually had an argument with Stephen A. on Friday night. So we're sitting here to do the NBA. And I said to Steve, you do realize, because I, I can tell you right now, right? Stephen A. Smith and I do the NBA together. We're at the NBA Finals last year. So sometimes we do stuff down on the court, and then they sort of take us through the crowd to go to wherever we're going to be sitting. And everyone in the world is yelling at us. Like 10 people are yelling things at me, and 500 people are yelling things at him. And there we are at the, at the NBA Finals, and they're all yelling cowboy stuff hmm. at Stephen A. It's amazing. Wow. So I said to him, Steve, uh, Friday night, you realize it's in your best interest for them to win. You want them to win Sunday. You want them to stay in it. You want to be able to continue riding that horse. No, Greeny, I hate him. I hate him. He, he, he won't. He, he, there's no act in it. He wanted them to lose. And he got what he wanted. So he's happy. Bubba's sad and all the rest of that. I'm going through my top five takes from the games this weekend. Uh, and I took them in the order in which they're going. So five, I talked about Jacksonville dropping an interception that would have changed that game. Four, I said I'm not as impressed as everyone else is with the Eagles' performance on Saturday night. Three, I said Josh Allen misses Brian Dayball way more than I thought he would, and I think there is at least a little bit of cause for concern about that situation in Buffalo. That brings us to where we left off. So give me a little music over there, Cam, and let's continue my takes. Here we go at number two. Number two. We don't talk enough about Kyle Shanahan. But Kyle Shanahan is as good an offensive coach as I can think of in a really long time. Who are the elite offensive coaches? The Andy Reeds, um, and people like that that we look at and say they completely changed the sport and all the rest of that. Kyle Shanahan is about, well, he's in the NFC Championship game again. He was there a year ago and in the Super Bowl a couple of years before that with Jimmy Garoppolo, who none of us think is any good. And now all of a sudden, he's got the kid who was the last pick in the draft last year who basically hadn't seen the field until the end of November, and he's got them as a finely tuned machine. That guy is a great coach. Kyle Shanahan, when we talk about the best coaches in the NFL, I feel like his name doesn't come up. We talk about Bill and all that he's done. We talk about Tomlin and all he's done. We talk about Andy Reid and all that he's done. Okay, right. All of them deserve that. They, they all deserve that for what they've done over the course of time. But when you talk about who is just doing the best job of coaching his football team right this minute, and I don't just mean this postseason, but in this snapshot of time in the NFL... Who's doing it better than Kyle Shanahan? I have a, an honest question, because I think the number is quite large. Mm-hmm. How many quarterbacks walking planet Earth right now do you think could play for the 49ers and Kyle could take to the NFC Championship? Half? I'm talking, like, <laughs> like all, among all, is the number greater than or less than 50? Oh, I mean, I thought you meant like all the starters in the NFL. No, no. If you took the 32 people who start games in the NFL, just identify the starter on 32 uh-huh. teams. How many of them would Kyle Shanahan have in the NFC Championship game? I, I was going to say maybe more than half. I mean, Brock Purdy would be less than half. He was the third guy in his own team. We'd have to get to 96 right. before we would get to him. So you, you're asking me, could, could Kyle Shanahan coach... 
Huh. I'm not going to even make the joke that jumped immediately to mind. He, he couldn't coach Zach Wilson to the NFC Championship <laughs> game. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's something like that. Like, like if, he's just that good. Like if 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 Gardner Minshew or Chad Henney or fill in the blank back, because Brock Purdy's no different or more special than those guys. If he were, he wouldn't have been the last pick in the draft. Now, he may wind up to turn out to be really good, but there's no obvious reason. There certainly was no reason to think that beforehand. No, no he's the best. So that's why my take number two is we don't talk about Shanahan enough, but that brings us to number one. Number one. And this one makes me sad to say, Cam, lose the music over there. I really like Dak Prescott. I have been around him on a couple of occasions. I find him to be a stand-up guy, which anyone who pays attention to stuff can tell the way he handles things, the way he handles post-game press conferences, the way he handles himself as a professional, the way he handles himself as a leader. Most are probably also aware of some of the tragedies in his personal life and how open he's been about that and his openness about his own mental health and the rest of that. I have great admiration for Dak Prescott. I have not the, not, a, not a scintilla of negative things to say about Dak Prescott as a human being. But... I have to say two things about him as a football player because that's my job. One is that he regressed this season. Dak Prescott this year was a worse football player, a worse quarterback than we have ever seen him be. And two, he is the reason the Cowboys lost last night. They didn't lose last night because of their kicker. They didn't lose last night because of their coach. They most certainly didn't lose last night because of their defense. They lost last night because of their quarterback. And it pains me to say that, but I think it is an obvious truth. And I'm really struggling to understand it. The analogy that one might use is with a baseball pitcher, you know, take a, a fireballing pitcher, a guy who throws 100. As he gets older, we always say, well, he may lose a few miles off his fastball, but he develops that craftiness, right? He knows how to get guys out by experience and all that. The stuff Dak is struggling in, the areas in which he has regressed, feel to me like the things that quarterbacks should get better at, not worse, as their careers go on. Now, he's not as physical a player as he used to be, and part of that may be because of the terrible injury that he suffered. Maybe your leg is just never quite exactly the same. I don't know. He seems hesitant slash they seem hesitant to run him, to use him as much in the running game, to use him as much by using his legs. There are probably reasons for that I'm not aware of. Um, But his pocket passing, his anticipation, we were having conversations two or three years ago about Dak Prescott having Peyton Manning-esque skills at the line of scrimmage, right? Going to the line of scrimmage, identifying the defense, changing the play, getting out of a bad play and into a good play, making the right decisions. All of the, the stuff that happens from the neck up at the quarterback position. And it is gone. The two decisions he made yesterday were terrible. And I texted Dan Orlovsky after each of them to make sure that I was not seeing something. Because, you know, sometimes as, as a football fan, you might see something and then someone will say to you, no, you don't realize this guy fell down or that guy ran the wrong route or he's got to do this or that guy's got to do that. But my, my general suspicion was confirmed in both cases. Those were terrible decisions. Terrible. And Dan actually did an excellent tape for us on Get Up this morning where you saw him 
You saw Dak patting the ball, hitch, pat the ball, hitch, pat the ball, hitch. When you have patted the ball three times and hitched three times or four times, as you did on the second pick, Dan said, quarterbacking 101, you don't throw the ball down the field. The defense has had much too much time to react to whatever it is you're trying to do. At that point, you take off and run or you check it down or you do something else. But instead, he threw two crippling interceptions. He threw interceptions that cost them the game. The first one early sets an entire toll for the game, tone for the game, and it gives San Francisco three points. The second one comes when they are in scoring territory. They have an outstanding opportunity to score before the half. Have the lead. Changes the whole game. And he throws a terrible interception. Why? I don't know. But if I'm the owner of that team right now, I know that I'm making a change in who it is that is coaching him. Whether that means Mike McCarthy or not, I don't know. I don't know that changing the quarterback coach, or excuse me, the offensive coordinator and is enough. But he, So here's what I'll tell you. I do not believe Mike McCarthy coached his way out of a job this year. I, I do not think you look at it and say, oh, you have to fire him because he did a bad job coaching the Cowboys. He's won 24 games the last two years, and they had an awful finish to the game yesterday. But generally speaking, I do not blame Mike McCarthy for that. But... If you think that Dak Prescott is going to be your quarterback beyond next year, if you think we got a guy who's going to be our guy for the next decade, you need a new voice in his ear. And if that means changing head coach, if that means somehow getting Sean Payton in there and working whatever magic he worked with Drew Brees that made him and them so good for so long, I think Jerry has to do it. If I had told you yesterday morning that the Dallas defense would allow 19 points, you would have said more likely than not, Dallas is going to win that football game, right? I would have expected that probably. Look, we all know San Francisco's defense is outstanding. And I'm not trying to sell short how good their defense is. But what I am saying is, A, they're not the 85 Bears. And B, I didn't think that, look, those two interceptions are not as much about that defense being great as they were about Dak making elementary mistakes. So that was painful. And I hate it. I hate it for him. I hate it for them, and I hate it for me because it would be very good for my ratings if the Cowboys were still playing this week. And the, and the God's honest truth is, if their quarterback had played like one who gets paid the way he did, they would have. They would have won that game, and I think everybody sees it. We'll find out what Bubba thinks next. Plus, we'll find out how he won the game and a whole lot more as we roll on after this word from FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and the easiest way to get in on all the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today. You get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet. You get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with the promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, 
Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Brad Maher for the extra point. Left hash. The kick is blocked. Slant over the middle to Turpin. He's tackled immediately, and this game is over. And so is the Cowboys' season. What a weekend, Greeny, with you on ESPN Radio. Zip Recruiter makes it easy to hire for even the most specific role, like a mascot in Missouri. In fact, four out of five employers find a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. I've gone through all of my various thoughts on all of the games. Uh, but we will, uh, for those of you just joining us, we'll let you hear from the assembled members of the hashtag crew. Before I get to Bubba, I will come back again to Hembo. Hembo, the Eagles fanatic wearing a Brian Dawkins jersey today and taunting fans of the New York Giants, which I think is, candidly, it's, I would say it's beneath you, but in your case, it's not. You're a very small man, and you're living up to that today. Nothing. 
is beneath me, and I think I've proven that. I mean, this was just such a satisfying outcome for me on Saturday night, not just because we beat a hated division rival, which we did, and because my wife is a Giants fan, which she is, and because Nuno's a Giants fan, which he is, but because the manner in which it happened, it was just an absolute bludgeoning. And the fact that for an entire week, the Giants fan base had convinced itself that, oh, just maybe this house money team can be dangerous and go into the link and give the Eagles some trouble. They could have played that game a thousand times. The Giants would not have won it one time. The Eagles bludgeoned them on both sides of the football. And while I don't necessarily want to take anything away from that game in terms of what it might mean for next week, for at least one moment in time, it was indescribably satisfying with all of my group chats and all of my mentions going radio silent on Saturday at 8.30 p.m. So I, I can tell you about a, a group chat I had. Or actually, it wasn't a group chat. It's just my daughter. This just occurred to me, but I think you'll find this funny. Bubba, I think you'll like this too. So my daughter isn't, you know, she's 22 years old. She's in college. She has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend is a very big fan of the Giants. So right around kickoff time, 8.16 Saturday, she texts me, how are we feeling about this game? I'm watching Jake lose his mind in real time. So this is like literally kickoff time. So I texted her, watch the quarterback of Philly. See how healthy he is. If he's healthy, they are the better team and are likely to win. Uh, But if he gets hit and the shoulder is a problem, the Giants have a chance. So then she writes, it's going to be a long night. They they scored a touchdown. She writes, it's going to be a long night for me. Then she writes, vibes are low. Energy is plummeting. I'm trying to plot my exit. She was over at his house. They had like a bunch of people over there watching the game. She sends me a picture of him in an Eli Manning jersey looking kind of down. And uh, she writes to me, what do I do? And when they scored that second touchdown, I wrote, feign a headache, get out, run, set fire to something. (laughs) That's how over that game was immediately. There was no, oh, don't worry, they still have it. Tell Jake they still, no, over, over. And then she texted me at some point, I got out, praise freedom. Well <laughs> so she was delighted. <laughs> so, so that's how over that game was immediately. So that's, that's what that game was. I hadn't, it hadn't dawned on me. That was kind of a funny exchange oh, yeah. in retrospect. No doubt. Okay, then we come to Bubba. So we have two questions for Bubba today. Bubba is the uh, resident cowboy fan on our staff. Uh, every group has one. And let's, let's start with your football feelings coming out of yesterday. You were a man who wore a Dak Prescott jersey on, these, on this show, on these airwaves, probably something like 40 times this year. I mean, 50 times. A lot, Dak, a lot of days. Dak's yeah. your guy. And Parsons, too, yeah. Uh, and, and, well, Parsons, I would keep that jersey. Micah yeah. Parsons, he showed up yesterday. That kid, let's just have a minute on him. Oh, my God, is he good. He is so good, and he's everything you want a player to be. Like Mike, in Micah Parsons, you have a gem. He's phenomenal. But how do we feel today, Bubba, about our team, and in particular about our quarterback? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was just another another frustrating end for the frustrating teams, whether it's the Mets or the Cowboys. It always ends uh, frustrating, and you know they're. Before we get to Dak, obviously there were there, there were other things that were just you know annoying. Whether it was the you know we, we you mentioned the the Jaguars drop, but Trayvon Diggs dropping oh, yeah. that interception that yeah. was just 
brutal. I mean, that was – and Diggs, quite honestly, has just been a disappointment all year. Last year he was great, had the interceptions, but he, he's never been great covering anyone, and this year he didn't intercept anyone and couldn't cover anyone. Gallup no-showed again. He's been a disappointment all year, and it really would have been nice if we had Amari as our number two, but for some reason we put all of our eggs in a guy coming off an ACL, and he was our number two all year, and Gallup was – CD was great. We had no weapons other than CD. You know, Kellen Moore, I feel like some days I you're in love with this guy. He's like, this is the most creative play call I've ever seen. And then other days you, you want to strangle him. And, and last night was one of those times where you're just confused as to what he was doing. I didn't understand constantly going to Zeke. You know, I get that Pollard wasn't there, but you don't have to just keep going to Zeke. I think Zeke's second half season, he was done. Um, I don't know what you can say about that last play. Again, I don't know. Two years in a row with these last plays. Can we? I guess if we get to the last play, just kneel next time. Um, you know, and the, that was that, that was. Let's just take a quick moment on that. Yeah. That was particularly galling. Look, there's nothing they were going to do that was going to change the outcome of the game. Sure, yeah. But that was so. And that makes it even that makes it even worse. Yeah, it's like what? it was. It was like humiliating. Like they they set it up like, oh, wait until you see how smart and creative we are. Yeah, watch out for this play. We got Zeke slapping the ball. We got tackles and, we, and guards out wide. And what happened was Zeke got obliterated. Yeah, and the up. guy who caught the ball got hit instantly. And the guy who caught the ball is our punt. You know, he's not even our, our main receiver. So he caught. The, I don't know what the p- point of it was. And we had the guys blocking on the far end, so they didn't throw it there. They just threw it to turn. I don't know what the point of that was. It was just horrendous, is what it was. Yeah. It's, it's, so you had that, and then and once again, bad clock management with the punts and all that stuff. So terrible. All that, but again, no matter what, to your, like your point earlier, which is 100% true, all that doesn't matter. They were still in the game. They could have won, quite honestly should have won, and it comes down to da- to Dak. And and I've been a, a huge Dak supporter all this time, and I would, I guess, still say I am. Um, and I still think he is good, but it's getting harder and harder to defend him. Um, and, I, you know, I guess it's, it's getting to the point where I guess you start to wonder, you know, I, I – a lot of times he hasn't always been the problem, but he was yesterday, and you you start to wonder. I know they basically have an out after next year. Is he going to be the solution going forward? Because you can't just keep getting the playoffs, hope to get the playoffs, and lose in a divisional round. You know, And is Dak going to get us any further? I'm honestly, at this point, not sure he's going to get us any further in the divisional round. I mean, he's the, if you look at all his attributes, you know, prototypical quarterback he can run he can throw he can take hits he, I mean, everything about him you think this guy would be great great teammate everything about him but i don't know what it is but i, I just don't know if he's the solution anymore well i think he's got one year uh to prove that he is or i think there is a, a real possibility that there will be a different quarterback in dallas the year after next and that's why i wonder if it's time for a different coach w- whether it's as simple as the offensive coordinator or as significant as, again, going so far as to fire Mike McCarthy, which I don't think he has done the kind of job that says you got to fire the coach. But in particular, if Sean Payton is interested and, and Jerry and Sean can figure out some um, place in the middle they can meet as far as Jerry's role and Sean's role and he wants control and all of that, then I think that's worth doing. So anyway, that's the football side of it. Now, before we finish for today, we would be remiss if we did not retrace the steps that we took on this show on Friday because a really terrible thing happened. Bubba is a huge Cowboy fan, but that isn't, that. I guess that is the point, but it also isn't necessary 
Sunday was one of the great is one of the great football days of the year. And Bubba's lifelong best friend was celebrating his birthday yesterday. Good for him. His name is Adam. And he decided, for reasons known only to him, to arrange a birthday dinner for himself last night at 7 o'clock, which would be, I guess, right around the time Dak threw his first interception, and expected Bubba to come. And when Bubba said, I'm not coming to this dinner because there's a Cowboy game on, this friend actually suggested tape the game and come to the dinner anyway. Uh, Hembo and I were aghast at this. I went so far as to suggest this is worthy of a severance of the friendship. I think a lifelong friendship should have ended over this misjudgment. But anyway, we promised we would check in today and see how it all played out because we talked about make the dinner Friday night. Make it into a brunch. Kickoff isn't until 3 o'clock. There were a lot of ways this thing could go. I have purposely not asked because I want to find out the answer with everyone else right now. Bubba, what was the outcome of all of this? Yeah, so Friday night after work, uh, I ended up meeting him um, at the at the restaurant where my friend works. He's a bartender. So I went. we went out, got a couple of drinks, got some food there, had some French onion soup, French onion Friday as it's known. So that basically became the meal. So that replaced the... the the dinner yesterday, I watched the game with my parents. I did not go to dinner. I was not in attendance. They all went. I did not go. I saw him Friday night. That counted. Said, hey, happy birthday. We'll see you later. Texted him yesterday, happy birthday. You know, and we, we called it a day, moved on. They all went. I was not involved. Did not go. Watch the game, uh, you know, with my dad. Okay, I approve. I mean, that's, that's the only way. That's the only way. And, and, and I mean, I still have a variety of questions. Um, I, I, look, look let's, let's face it. You're, how old are you, like 38, 39 years old? Yes. And I assume he's about the same? Yes. When you're a 38, 39-year-old man, on your birthday, your buddy should text you when that's it. Correct. Even that Correct. is a lot. Like, most of my friends don't text Amen. me on my birthday. If there's one trend I could really do without, it is the everyone t- uh, Instagram storying everyone on their oh, birthday. Yeah. Like, we're adults here, okay? The celebration of a birthday is really something that should cease right around the time you're about 11 um, I understand there are a few birthdays that mean a lot. Turning 18 is a big deal. You can vote. Turning 21 is a big deal. You now have legal drinking age. Uh, when I turned 50, it certainly felt like it was something worthy of commemorating. But the idea that there needed to be some sort of organized gathering to celebrate the birthday of a 38-year-old man never sat well with me in the first place. A text is probably even more than is necessary. But if you felt like going out and having a, a drink or whatever it is, everyone should have done it on Friday night. No no one, who is it you're hanging out with that did not want to watch this football game last night? Who are your friends? Yeah, I mean, I agree. The fact that everyone wasn't pushing for Friday is a, is a real miss. And I think a lot of it goes... How many to, of them went? Uh, I think there were... In, in our group, I think like six people of our, my friends were there, yeah. What do you uh, mean in your group? Meaning there were more than that? Well, that there were like some people like that he knows from like a, a place his girlfriend works that I don't know these other people. So you're telling me this was a party, this was a dinner? That there were involved- like 16 people there oh or something. My, oh yeah. my goodness. you got to be kidding me. This has just gotten much worse. Yeah. First of all, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Did he pay for everybody? 
I have no idea. That I don't. I haven't gotten any details on how it went. I will say this. It is an absolute obligation that if you say, hey, I'm putting together 15 people for a birthday dinner for me on Sunday night, that the check goes to one person and one person only, Ooh. and that is him. Everyone else is not expected to come. Oh, everyone, I want you all to come together and celebrate my birthday, and you'll all split it 15 ways, and I won't? That, that's, not the way this, that's not the way this game is played. You cannot throw a party and then ask other people to pay for it. Hey, Hembo, happy birthday. Let's do something really, really fun for my birthday. I want you to come, and I want you to pay for it. And then there is nothing worse than when you tell the waiter that you want this split 15 ways. 15 ways. ways. <laughs> well, that's just not, that, that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is one person is going to pay for the whole thing, and then everyone else is going to Venmo oh, that yeah, person, yeah, yeah. the 115th of it. But, but that's, that's, that's just everything about that. Everything, uh, Papa, everything about this reeks to high heaven. I hope, you, I hope you appreciate that, and I hope Adam appreciates that. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, the Sunday night part of it is, is a bit aggressive. And I think part of that, even a lo- football aside, the biggest issue, I think, is this guy, he doesn't have, let's just say, a job. So <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about like, the rest of us to wake up in Monday morning. So for him, every day is, you know, for Friday. The rest of us, we got to wake up Monday morning and work. So that's why all of us were probably would have pushed for Friday but it doesn't matter for him on Sunday. You know, he's got nothing to wake up for for uh, you know work. I think we have we have identified a lot of problems with Adam yeah. here, right? I mean, we got some Adam issues. Unless we want to give Adam the benefit of the doubt here, playing chess, yes. knowing knowing that Bubba's a long-suffering Cowboys fan, knowing what the outcome would inevitably be. I mean, Bubba, would your would your life really be that much worse if you missed all twelve of those points you scored? I mean, yeah, the grand scheme of things, it would have been nice if I got some nice Italian he food. He was trying and, to help you. And uh, did, not, did not watch that for three hours. Oh. Do you feel you'd be happier now if you would not watch that game? <laughs> would you be a happier man? Probably. See, I think you would not. I think you would not because at, at the end of the day, this, this is built into the cake. I like, mean, I've, I, couldn't, I couldn't not watch. You could so, not yeah, watch. It's, it's, not, it's not really a true... No one doesn't yeah. watch. I can't not watch. The, the, the ratings, I haven't seen the, the 50 million people are going to have yeah. watched that game yesterday. Except Adam. Just, yeah. And the 16 mm-hmm. people who went to his dinner. Yep. Not 50.1. And I'm telling you right now, I want an investigation done into how that check was handled. <laughs> that feels like a big part of this story. All right. Thanks for getting up with us. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.